Welcome to Dollars and Cents. Our podcast is designed to provide listeners with financial advice in a language you can understand. Created and hosted by Mark Friedman, President and CEO at Friedman Financial, he discusses timely topics that help individuals and families make smart financial decisions. Count on lots of energy, candid discussion, and a few laughs. And now, here's your host of Dollars and Cents, Mark Friedman of Friedman Financial. Welcome back to another edition of Dollars and Cents. It's the start of our 2024 edition. Happy New Year, Marion. Happy New Year to you, Mark. Can you believe 2024? Amazing. Well, each year it comes. It comes it just as fast as the does. year prior. I know. Well, but... this year it's going to take a little longer because we have a leap year. <laughs> we do. So one extra day. We do, yeah. I know. It just seems to go by faster and faster every year I'm alive. It, I don't know why. It really does. And, um, you know, you, there used to be this saying, um, you know, you, we have time, right? You have, time will t- takes care of all these things. Well, I, I don't know how much more time, you know, who knows what our time frame is, right? That's absolutely true. It, even younger people, I guess, you know, could you could go out and get hit by a bus. Right. We don't wish that on anybody, of course, but that could happen. Well, what a great um, however, way to start the new year, talking yeah, about death, huh? But <laughs> as you well, get, not the intent, right? <laughs> as you get older, you really don't have, know how much time you have no, left. And so you to, have to take every minute and live it fully, You right? really can, because we used to say, yep. you got all the time in the world. And, and then all of a sudden, not. where is all the time gone, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what ends up happening. So, That's right. So we thought we would take a step back in time, just one year, and take a look at some surveys that have recently popped up just this past week that take a look at what happened in 2023 as opposed to a few years ago. Because, look, the last couple, uh, last quarter of this year, the markets felt pretty good. Yeah. And, you know, yet and yet the general population doesn't feel that the economy is doing well. No, you're absolutely right. If you poll the general population... They think things are terrible. Right. And, and why do you think that is, Mary? Yeah. You know, as as with everything, there are so many factors that go into that. Um, but, you know, prices have gone up. When you go shopping at the grocery store, prices are still expensive. I went to buy eggs over the weekend, and egg prices are still high relative to what I remember three years ago. But they're not as high as what they were. They certainly are not. They have come down. But a lot of things, you know, prices are still high. And so people feel like they're not getting as much for their money. Well, what I think is also interesting is, you know, you and I talk about the minimum wage, which here is, you know, in Massachusetts, which is the first year that Massachusetts um, taxpayers are not getting an increase or a raise on minimum wage, right? That's right, yes, because it, it was um, there was a phase in over... It was 75 cents. It kept on going up yeah, for the exactly. past few years. Yeah. And now it's at $15. Well, and it was at $15 last year. Yes, exactly. That's minimum wage. Right. But is that the minimum wage across the country? Oh, my goodness. You know, it was just shocking. I don't know why. Um, this morning on the radio driving in, somebody mentioned that the minimum wage in Alabama was... Like around seven dollars an hour. Whatever the federal is, minimum wage is. Yeah, which is was shocking to me, given that that's that's less than half of what it is in Massachusetts. Right. So there's a federal minimum wage, yeah. which some states adopt. Yeah. And then there's a state minimum wage. Right. So you know, you and I talk about we, we you know people said, well, how do you feel about the economy? How's it doing? And frankly, to you and me, um, 
how do you think the economy's doing? I think the economy's doing great. Me, me too. Yeah. Me too. But and I have all year actually. Yeah. And you have as the, well. I I would absolutely agree. But yeah. you know what? We make an income that the when pro, the cost of goods go up, whether it's three percent or even ten percent for that matter, it's not damaging the way you and I deal with day to day expenses. Correct. But if you're making seven dollars an hour. As opposed to $15 an hour here in Massachusetts. If you're making $7 an hour and the cost of eggs goes from $2 to $3, that's an impact in your pocketbook. That's a big deal for a lot of people. That's correct. And I think a lot of us focus on what we believe to be the economic environment based upon the way we spend money, the income that we have, the costs that we have, the friends that we have, and neglect to realize how different things are in this world. Absolutely. Not even the country, I should say, not just right. the world. And it also, I think, the the general idea of living on the East Coast or the West Coast is very different than what happens in the middle of the country. Um, and not, a, you know, yes, wages are considerably less in many areas in the middle of the country, we happen to live in a state where wages are, are relatively high, but costs are different as well. You know, so the costs here are relatively high. Housing costs in particular are extremely expensive in Massachusetts, whereas if you go to Alabama, my guess is housing costs are much less. And you know what's really interesting? People complain that, you know, the phones were the phones are killing us. The phone the social media, it's all bad yes, and everything. I know. But you know what? From a different perspective, social media has become the great equalizer. If you really think Very about true. it, every person that you know has a phone, right? Every American has a phone, some type of a phone. And most of them have smartphones. Smartphones, right. So my son Jerry, as you, many of you may know, is on a whirlwind tour traveling the country, trying to um, learn magic and teach magic to people all around the country. And he's met a lot of these YouTube YouTubers or influencers who also do this stuff. And on his trials, on his travels, he goes and visits some folks. And one guy that has become very, very popular and very, very noteworthy on YouTube lives in Ohio. And Jerry went out to go visit him. He's seen him on, um, do videos, do all this stuff. And this guy has a lot of followers. Well, Jerry's big surprise was he got to this guy's home, which actually was a trailer. And he's married with two kids. And how old is he? He's 27 years old. Okay? Yeah. He drives a pickup truck that has 214,000 miles on it. His wife is the manager at the local Pizza Hut. And he's doing videos, magic videos, on YouTube. His income, their family income, is minimal. Right. Yet on the screen... When you look at social media, you don't see him any different than anybody else. You're absolutely right. Yeah. He becomes the great equalizer. Jerry right. pulls up to his place and the guy invited him in. Jerry spent the night in the trailer with the family. Jerry's very adventurous. Jerry is very but the the point but is for him. is that yes. is that the way we view income, assets, economics a lot of it is viewed based upon a headline or viewed based upon a video we might see. And sometimes that video can be 
more misleading than you might think because you're making a first impression on that 30 seconds or 60 seconds. Right. And you know, you never see behind the scenes. Jerry was lucky to see behind the scenes with this person who's very well known on social media, um, but is not reaping the benefits of it. Which it also to say, and this was also a wake up call to Jerry. He thought everybody who had all of these followers on Instagram or TikTok must be making a lot of money. Because you read about those few people who really have gotten um, sponsors to, you know, whatever it is. Whatever, yes. Right. And do make a lot of money. But But that's few and far between. Yeah. So even if the guy's making, I think Jerry was saying he makes about $1,000 a month on the internet. And that may sound, it's like, is that geez, minimum how wage? could you Probably make, not even right. minimum wage. How could you make $1,000 a month just posting videos? Well, that's kind of interesting. But he's married. His wife, like I said, works at the Pizza Hut and he's got two kids. And he's okay the family? doing that with his wife being the manager at Pizza Hut. You know, everybody lives differently, right? And it can be a rude awakening for some of us who live on the East Coast and... and you know, have better incomes. It, it is. And so there was a, um, a report that came out that talks about some statistics. We talk about the one percenters. And oftentimes people look at the one percenters based upon how much money you make. And that's not necessarily how you determine the one percenters. Right. I, I think um, the number had come out that the, if you were, from an income standpoint, if you're making more than, say, $450,000, you're considered part of the one percent. The top earners, right. correct. Yeah. Top earners. And I think at 2%, it was about $240,000. But what surprised people was at the 5% level, it was at about $150,000. And most people that are making over $150,000 would not think that their income is in the top 5% of all income right. earners. And and once again, I mean, remember, we're in a small piece of the country. Um, so all those people in the Midwest also factor into that who are making $1,000 a month or whatever it might be, like Jerry's friend. That, that's right. <laughs> Acquaintance. So so we've always been known, you know, our goal here is to provide some financial advice in a language you can understand, but also open your eyes to what's going on in the world and all around you so you're not just living within this bubble. And one of the things that I find that's interesting is people need to understand what their net worth is. And all of a sudden you hear, if someone won a million dollars, would it change their life? Some people say, oh my God, it would change my life dramatically. For others, it wouldn't change it at all. But I thought some of the things that were interesting in this study that came out from The College Investor, this is just a website, it's a research company called The College Investor. They started to look at the net worths of young people because young people seem to be the ones that complain the most about the economic structure here in America. Yet, for the most part, their resources and income is being supported by who, Marion? Their parents. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and But their net worth, it's okay to have a negligible net worth when you're in your 20s. Absolutely. Because remember, you're just getting out of college. Maybe you have some student debt, which is not uncommon. And honestly, it's good to invest in yourself and invest in education, not to the extent where it's threatening your life, Um, and your lifestyle for a very long period of time, but having a small amount of student loans is fine. So you get out of college and you have no assets, essentially. Right. Most likely, most kids don't. don't. Right. You might be, you know, you're starting off in your first job. You probably aren't making a lot of money and you have debt. 
So there you go. You have a negative net worth, right? Right. And so it might not come as a surprise to people that the average net worth of a 25-year-old is negative $23,700. So, you know, again, how do you accumulate assets if you're just, you know, you have to pay rent and a car and all of these first things that right. you buy? In, in you fact, might you, have a car loan, right? You might not even have an income yet. That's right. You may still be going to school at 25. You might be in grad school. But what what's interesting is that at age 30, the average net worth begins to change a little bit. You're still in the negative. The average net worth of a 30-year-old is $1,000. Negative, yeah. I'm sorry, negative $1,000. Yeah, so see, now you're making up for it. You're starting to, maybe you're building up a little bit of savings. Maybe, you know, you're, you've actually paid off your car, paid off those student loans, so you can start to save a little bit. And then you move to 35 years old, and the average net worth now, this is 2023, the average net worth of a 35-year-old is positive now, $25,000. Fantastic. So... They're doing something right. You know, they they actually, maybe they've bought a house, maybe you're saving into your retirement plan at work, whatever it might be, but you're building up a positive net worth. And that's, you know, it's just a slow, steady path, right? And then finally, as you're finishing up your early years of adulthood, if you will, eight, I'm saying that 39 years old, many people are already married with kids by then. Of yeah, course, most people yeah. are, uh, that if you wanted to be married with kids, uh, the average net worth of a 39-year-old, this is across the board in America, is about $70,000. You know, so again, they're, they're moving right along. And and that's good progress, I think. Right, but that's average. Right. That means there's a lot of people that have less than $70,000 at 39 and a lot of people that have more. So let's take a look at the overall median household net worth. Let's look at from everybody from age 25 to as old as you can be, as Ooh. old as somebody is. You take, You line them all up. Now remember, what is, maybe Marion, help us understand what net worth is. Net worth is you add up all of your assets. And what meaning, are assets? <laughs> meaning bank accounts, um, investment accounts if you have any, retirement accounts, your house, and your car if it's valuable, you mm -hmm. know, if it has value. Maybe you have some jewelry and, and possessions that have a fair amount of value. Something that could be sold, liquidated for value. You add up all of that, and then you subtract out from that total of assets your liability. So any debt you might have, if you have a car loan against that car, if you have a mortgage against your house, and if you have other kinds of debt, such as credit card debt. Um, student loan debt. Student loan debt, whatever it might be. A car payment. That all gets subtracted out of the asset piece of it, and you come up with your net worth. So you add up what you own, take out what you owe and the net is your net worth. So right. what we have so now we try to give you the answer to the question of what is the median median which means add now the median is different from the mean isn't it Marion? That's right. So the median is the middle. That's right. So if you had a 100 people, 100 people and 90 of them made $90,000 and 10 of them made $10,000, the median would be no. Uh, third, uh, 40, 50,000, no. right? The yeah. median would be the middle, right? The middle. The middle would be $90,000. Wouldn't it? If we had, if we had 90 people making 90,000 
10 people making 10,000. Oh, we be, lined them all up. Some, it would be something Isn't less that than the, 90, right? Why? But that, the mean would be the average. You right. add them all up. Right. But the median is the dead middle, right? Well, the yeah. Well, you know what? Something that's a that's a hard example, I guess, because I would say that the mean is the dead middle, which is not forty five thousand, but fifty thousand, right? The, the that's the mean, isn't it? 90. The mean is average. So here that's we are. That's average. Yeah. That's average. That's, mean you're is average. Absolutely right. So yes. median so, is the middle. Right. So that would be a line them all up. That's so, right. So it's so if you think about someone like Bill Gates, who might have a billion dollar net worth, versus somebody who has ten thousand dollars in net worth the, the median of those two the, would be seven and a half billion i mean half of if he was 15 I don't, I don't that's know. the median yeah that's that's how the math works well then that's the that's the mean right no that's the, 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 the average well because i only gave two examples there right, that would be the exactly. average it would be the same yeah, yeah. so get yeah. this so we this is a long-winded answer and we're trying to confuse everybody here we just confused the overall ourselves. median household net worth is $192,000. That's in America. So that would be, that means that 50% of the people have less than 192,000 and 50% of the people have more than 192,000. I think that's what that means. Well, it would be the exact middle. That would be the exact, if we lined them all up that way. See, Correct. And, and I don't necessarily believe that. See, this is where, this is where headlines can really get us messed up, right? Right. If, if you had a hundred people, let's just make, let's call it ten people. If you had ten people, and nine of those ten people are making ninety thousand dollars, and one of those people is making ten thousand dollars, the mean is you add up ninety times nine plus ten thousand, right? Ninety thousand times nine people plus the ten thousand dollars divide by ten. That would give you the the mean, right? Right. That's that would give correct. you the mean. Yes, the mean, the average. The median, though, would be you take those ten people, you line them up, and you push half to one side, half to the other side. What's left? That's a ninety thousand dollar number. That that is true. Yes. And so, so let's think about this. So one hundred and ninety-two thousand. And I'm and I, you know what? I'm using the word that they Wait, used. So median. Remember though that your examples are extremes where you have one person here and one person there. So usually what happens is that you have numerous people making all along the spectrum. Mm -hmm. So again, whatever the, the exact middle point is, so 50% of the people are under that middle point, whatever it is, it, mm -hmm. might, be, it might be, you know, $50,000. So, so fifty percent of the people make between um, one, you know, one dollar and fifty thousand, and then fifty percent of the people make from fifty thousand one right. to whatever so it might it's be. Basically, it taking that be, long piece of paper and folding be, it in half. Exactly. And who's sitting on the crease? It could be fifty million dollars right. at the top level. So the average or mean is very different than the median. Absolutely. Right. However. We're using the word median because it's here in the report. Yes. How do we know that the reporter that actually wrote it knew the difference between median and mean? We don't. We don't. We question so, everything. Right? That's right. We question everything. So so here, here's what's really fascinating, which has been a long-winded answer for us right, to try to get exactly. out of this. And this is what happens when we get on these podcasts. So we said the overall median household net worth is $192,000. Right. But that's up from three years ago when they did this study. 
the median net worth three years ago in 2020 was 121,000. Marion, that's a 50% increase. Exactly. So that's $60,000 more in net worth. And we've started out with 61,000. We started out at 121,000. That is an enormous increase, 50% increase in net worth. So what's wrong with the economy? You know, again, I've I've thought the economy has done quite well. So what enters into that figure, Mark, right? So how did we get a 50% increase over those three years? What happened in the U.S.? And and that's what we want to ask ourselves, because that seems like a very big jump in three years. Sure does. So what do you think contributed to it? Yeah, well, I mean, there are a lot of factors. Number one, you know, people during COVID got a lot of... um, help from the government These so those they economic paid. benefit checks that's right and they couldn't go anywhere to spend it right in so 2020 we saw savings rates go from basically two percent to 35 percent exactly because nobody could spend their money and there were a lot of people that continued to work and earn the same salary that they always did those fortunate enough to be in professions that continued on on you know without any interruption uh, so they and they had to save all their money because there was no place to go and nothing to do. So that one that's one way people accumulated wealth. You pointed out another good way that. Um, well, another happened. thing is is take a look at what the value of houses have been over the exactly. past few years. Huge increase in housing. But you know, as we're sitting here thinking, another idea popped into my head. Why did it go up so much? Why did the average net worth go from one twenty one to one ninety two in three years? A fifty percent increase, and I think some will argue is that the rich got richer and the poor didn't do much but that's the median not the average that's the median that's right so maybe more people moved into the richer upper categories and others fell down digressed or may who knows Most definitely there's but the the point that we're trying to make is when you look at these statistics the biggest reason we're even talking about this today is when you look at statistics don't look at that number as oh that's the answer it's very easy to define why we came up with that number. There are multitudes, multitudes of ways to pick apart research because research is written to the to benefit the people who pay for it. Remember, right. research doesn't come free, does it, Marion? It does not. No, everybody pays for research. And that, you know, same thing with um, in the investment world, no matter where you are, research is purchased. That's right. And research is purchased to get you an answer that you want so you can better sell your product, better sell your service. So remember where this is coming from. That's right. And that, my friends, is what's called financial advice (laughs) in a language you can understand. That's going to do it for us today. We're 22 minutes into this first episode of 2024. You can expect stories like this. Just little ramblings that Marion and I might have about statistics, stories that we find. We want to make you a better informed consumer, a better performed um, informed investor. We want you to prepare for your future. And whatever tools we can offer to you, we are happy to deliver them to you. We provide a free initial consultation to anybody who would like to learn a little bit more about getting their financial house in order, setting themselves on a proper path towards retirement. We are here for you. Give us a call if you'd like to schedule a free initial consultation, 978-531-8108. That's 978-531-8108. Or visit us 
on the web. That's FriedmanFinancial.com. That's Friedman. Two E's and a D. Financial.com. That's going to do it for us this week. Next week, special guest host. We got, oh, right. We are going to have Marion, you and Christian are bringing Absolutely. dollars and cents to our listeners. Everyone have a wonderful week. We will see you again next week. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. During today's Dollars and Cents episode with Friedman Financial, your host may have discussed specific financial planning and investment ideas that are for general information only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations. Please remember that investing involves risk and may include loss of principal. Always consult a certified financial planner professional, qualified attorney, or tax advisor prior to investing to determine what is appropriate for you. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.